Life Audio. You're listening to Reframed, the Power of Perspective podcast, and I'm your host, Carly Marquier. As both a Christian counselor and communicator, I want to equip you with the tools and truths that renew your mind and empower your soul. As we explore popular topics influencing our perspectives, I want to offer practical techniques for reframing unhealthy thinking patterns and provide step-by-step pathways for emotional and spiritual health. You know, this process of untangling our automatic thoughts and attitudes is not always easy, but thankfully God's word gives us instruction on how to reframe our thoughts, renew our minds, and redeem our perspectives in light of the gospel. It is this framework we will use to dispute discouragement, eliminate emotional reasoning, and empower our pursuit of abundant life. So are you ready? Let us explore our current perspectives, expose distortions we have come to believe, and grow deeper in our understanding of God's transforming power. Hey everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to the Reframe Podcast. You're listening to episode 9, and today I'm really excited to be talking about family and the definition of family that we currently each hold in our hearts and how that particular perspective is going to impact us probably during the holiday season more than any other season um, in the year. And so I don't know about you, but I cannot believe it's already Christmas. This year has flown by. And as I've been discussing with many of my clients as we prepare for these travels and time with family over the holidays, there is some excitement for much-needed rest, maybe from breaks from school or breaks from our jobs. But then also there's some unpleasant realities that we have to face when it comes to our family relationships. And over the past several months, if you've been tuning in, we have been looking at how to have healthy relationships and the various complexities of seeking connection with one another and developing healthy patterns to maintain unity and encouragement. And so family is kind of the foundation of all of these things, and it's a very complex topic for many of us. And I think the holidays tend to, in many ways, bring this out more than anything else, Um, whether we get stressed about being with family members Um, and the dynamics that the holidays ensue, or maybe we feel as though we don't have a family to go to and be with. And on either side of that, it can be really challenging to hold space for both the beautiful meaning of what Christmas time is in this Advent season, but also holding space for the reality of our current relationships. And that can be really challenging and discouraging for many of us. And so I really hope that today we can dig into and uncover the perspectives that we have of maybe our family system and what family is supposed to mean, all of these expectations that we hold around family, and acknowledge also the woundings of our family history and our family patterns, but then turn towards scripture and be reminded of the larger universal family of God that we belong to and how that is part of this Christmas season and the celebration of why Christ came um, as a child for us to be united, to unite all things to himself. And so that's what I want to talk about today and hope that it encourages each one of us as we step into our various family interactions this Christmas. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. 
we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So one of the ways in which I gain perspective on a client's family dynamic is oftentimes when I'm meeting them for the first or second time, we do some exploration of family history because that's all very important. And I'll I'll talk more about that and why in a little bit. But something that I ask them is to describe their family or their family functioning or dynamic in just a few words. Like, give me some, give me some words that really describe your family. And it is so interesting that in just a few words, I can get a very broad picture of kind of the dynamics of the family that is impacting my client's perspective. And our perspective, therefore, on family is is so significant in creating our view of ourselves and our view of the world and our view of relationships. Uh, In many ways, our family of origin is what we say. Um, which is composed of our mother, father, siblings, if applicable, provides the foundation of our sense of self and our values, our morals, and the experiences we have within our development in this family are the working model for all other relationships. And so to put an emphasis on the importance of family and the family system is is absolutely, it goes without saying, we have to be able to always look back at our family of origin and say, okay, what, what happened at the very beginning? Let's look at the family, um, temperature and let's see how, how the relationships individually functioned so that we can understand how it impacted us both positively and negatively. So I would love to start with maybe just a time of reflection to be able to ask yourself, you know, how would you describe your family of origin? And what we'll come to find in that is that each of our relationships that we have with one another um, are vast, right? We can maybe view our direct family as our, our family of origin, but also exceeding generations into our grandparents and great-grandparents, our aunts and uncles and cousins. And we quickly discover as we kind of do an inventory of these relationships that they are both complex and also the patterns of connection and conflict vary person to person. We can have close relationships with our mothers or our fathers and at the same time have some hostility and challenge and lack of trust in those relationships. And so we kind of see this blueprint layering of um, complexity within relationships with individual connections. And so I encourage you, if you've never done any work on kind of family patterns and relational patterns to check out emotional healthy spirituality, emotional healthy relationship courses. They both do genogram work in there. And then also seeing a therapist that can show you how to kind of create a genogram, which shows you the emotional and relational patterns of your family system. Why is that important? 
I think is the next question to kind of tackle because when we look back at our family upbringing and we look at these patterns, even generationally from like our great grandparents to our grandparents to our parents and then ourselves and our families, we can see patterns. (laughs) And a lot of the times those patterns are what we would define as maybe dysfunctional patterns and also really beautiful patterns. When I did my genogram work in grad school, something that I found that was so beautiful is that the generational kind of pattern from my mother's side was Christianity and how it was brought down from generation to generation as a core value in our family systems. And so looking at these patterns really help us to understand the ways in which our family functioning really impacts our view, one, of family and relationships and also our value sets um, and how for better or for worse, for good or for bad, we can be functioning out of those dynamics. And so Highly encourage that work individually as you explore your family and how it impacts you right now. So in all of this talk about family, I think that we can all agree that the term, the lived experience of what family is in our lives can, for many of us, bring up positive memories and positive emotions. And for some, it can also bring up painful memories and thoughts and feelings of loss and anger and neglect and grief. And so... We see throughout the Old Testament also that family is complicated and many of the patterns of dysfunction are repeated if they are not addressed, uprooted, and redeemed. And it's interesting that although the holiday season is one that invites families to come together and be together and celebrate together, for many, these unhealthy patterns of communication and lack of boundaries and differing values create even more stress and strain than any other time of year. So what do we do with this, right? We have this idea of, okay, check in with your family patterns, and maybe you know your dysfunction very well in your family systems, but what do we do with it? I think that The first step for some of us is going to be acknowledging those dynamics and those family patterns and then bringing them back to God's word. And so let's start and work through that process together in the time that we have left. One of the ways that we can identify family patterns and maybe the impact it's had on you is through exploring an important family-related concept that I find has a significant impact on forming our perspective of family and its value to us. And it's the term messages. Messages are simply information via words or behaviors that convey values, expectations, and rules within our interactions with one another. So for example, a family message growing up could be something like, success is found in a good career, or emotions are a sign of weakness. Another very common one is don't trust people, or don't tell your family business. You have to look good on the outside, even if things aren't going well on the inside. And so these messages we receive, specifically from our father and mother and other interactions in our development, have a foundational impact on our core beliefs of ourself. So if you are a mother or father listening to this episode, I encourage you to check in with the messages you were sending to your children. Ask them, what did you hear me just say? And how did that how did you receive that message? Because the interactions that you have with them are so powerful 
and the truths that you speak over them will have an impact on them for for the rest of their lives. And so I sit with so many people, so many young men and women who question their value and their worth because of the messages they have received from their family of origin and throughout their lifetime. And the result of these unhealthy messages can be vast and impact our self-esteem, our relationships, and most importantly, I believe, our spiritual formation and our view of God. And so what messages have impacted you negatively? Ask yourself this question today. What are the messages of my family system? What am I believing about myself in light of what my mother and father and siblings have said and spoken over me in my life? And oftentimes we need to go back to go forward in our family relationships. To find healing in those relationships, we have to do the identifying of what has hurt us in order to bring it to them and find reconciliation. And so reflecting on the unhealed wounds and acknowledging the beliefs that have been created in our hearts through them is a really important step. But we can't stop there. And I really want to stress that sometimes we can get stuck in the hurts and in the pain of these messages. And we know that if we stay there, um, the root of bitterness is grown and the resentment builds. And so I encourage you to not stop there, to absolutely acknowledge it in your life. And then we have to move beyond those messages to be able to find healing. If we don't, we most likely will become bitter towards those in our life who have subconsciously or consciously hurt us. And in so many ways, I think many people I talk to lose hope with this limited perspective, with the possibility of ever having a sense of belonging in the family that they have been given. And so this is a dangerous perspective. And I would say a wounded perspective of family because we all are broken. I don't think we can ever say that there is a family out there as much as we love to say, well, I just wish I had a normal family. And I always laugh at that. I'm like, a normal family? What does that even mean? You know, every single family has their brokenness because we're all human. And I know I I stress that a lot, but it's something to be reminded of is we all have our own stuff. And to acknowledge that the family of origin is not the only type of family It is a structure created by God from the very beginning to reflect the larger family of God that we see throughout the scriptures. And so let's not lose hope in the fact that our families maybe don't look like we want them to look, but realize that the redemption of our family systems comes as we individually seek healing and individually seek Jesus to unite us back to each other and both to a new picture and a new perspective of family. And so this new perspective is something that we have to hold on to in light of the brokenness and pain and loss with divorce and abandonment, death and disconnection, estrangement, conflict, the list could go on, right? We have to turn to God's word to be reminded of the vast nature of the family of God in the messages our Heavenly Father has spoken over us as His beloved children. Friend, I don't know what your family looks like and what the patterns are specifically, but whether you are close to your family or you have lost loved ones or been hurt or abused by those who are supposed to be protected, 
and trustworthy. I want you to know, despite all of that, you are deeply loved and invited into a new kind of belonging within the family of God. And I think about, and as I talk about this, I get a little choked up because I know the wounds of so many, and it breaks my heart that family has done more hurt than healing. But we can't just hold space for one side. We have to be able to realize that there is a possibility of healing because of Christ. And so we can find a new perspective of Christmas, even in the fact that we are celebrating the one person who makes that possible for us, access to family, access to a heavenly father who loves us. And so in many ways, when we look at scripture, Jesus shattered the traditional views of family during his ministry. I know in Matthew 12, 46 through 50, it says that while he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. And he replied to the man who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his. And this idea of being able to extend our our reach of family outside of just the physical origin of our family system. Now, this passage can't be taken out of context. He wasn't dismissing family of origin, But what I think he was saying is he was giving us a deeper theological knowledge of the kingdom of heaven and the importance of family connection that is spiritual, not just physical. And so we also see in John 1, 12 through 13, it says, Yet all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. Paul uses the language in most of the New Testament of adoption into God's family. In Romans 8.15, and in many other passages in Galatians 3. And these are just such beautiful reminders that we are adopted into God's spiritual family as we accept his love for us. And as the church, God becomes our father and Jesus, our brother. And this spiritual family is not bound by family of origin or ethnicity or gender or social standing or anything that we feel like divides us in our culture now. In Galatians 3, 26 through 29, it says, you are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you were baptized into Christ, having clothed yourself in Christ. Therefore, there is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for you all are one in Christ. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to this promise. And here we see this beautiful grafting of those of us that we would say are adopted into the family of God. And this language is so helpful and such a beautiful reminder of the reality of the spiritual dimension of family. And that changes everything. As we find ourselves in a different seasons of life and different circumstances, whether we have large families or we are single, whether we have been physically adopted into our families and have been taken from our families of origin, or maybe don't even know our families of origin, we can be grounded in the reality that we are God's child and we are part of a larger family than just our own. So 
how do we begin to redefine and reorganize our life around this idea of living as a child of God and belonging to a family that is from every nation, tribe, and people and language, Revelation 7-9. I think there's two practices that we can take into this season and forward on is that one, we need to meditate on the messages of scripture. I highly encourage you to go into scripture and look for the passages that speak to our identity as Christ's children, as loved and valued. One of my favorite passages of scripture that I go back to time and time again is Isaiah 43. In 1 through 4, he talks about how we are called, and we are called not just um, collectively, but individually by name, and he has redeemed us. And then in verse 4, it says that we are loved. He gives himself to us because we are loved and valued and precious in his eyes. And so I encourage you to look and meditate, remind yourself of the messages of our Father from heaven. And as you do that, something that can be really helpful is to look at the messages of our family of origin and the experiences that have shaped our perspective throughout life of ourself and others. And then ask yourself, how do they contrast or how are they similar to the way God's language is towards us through scripture? And some we will find the healthy relationships we have look very similar to God's words towards us, filled with grace and mercy and love. And there are some messages in our lives that we have held on to for far too long that need to be uprooted and changed and reminded through Scripture that they are not what defines us. And so that work is a process. That work, I think, is a daily thing when we look at renewing our minds. It's, it's a meditation of the messages of God. And then number two, taking ownership of our belonging. I think this is something that we... Um, we don't do individually or collectively well, and I could talk a lot about it, but what does it look like to take ownership of the belonging that you have in Christ? You know, the defining characteristics of the family of God are simply to love one another. And John thirteen thirty four and 35 says, a new commandment I give you to love one another as I have loved you. So you love one another by this All men and women will know that you are my disciples, that you are my children, he says, if you love one another. And so the question that we can kind of reflect on here is, who has God entrusted you with in your life? You know, maybe you don't have close physical family and maybe you feel like you're disconnected from community, but I bet there is at least one person in your life, maybe even if it's a coworker or someone that you interact with. Maybe that's the person that God has said, hey, I want you to love this person. Reach out to them. What does it look like to love those around us and not just simply love them with words, but with actions and inviting them into the family of God so that they too can experience the hope and peace and joy and love that we are celebrating this Christmas I want to close today with a letter that I wrote some time ago as a reminder for me of God's fatherly affection, and I pray it will be a reminder for you each this Christmas. So regardless of the wounds we may carry from our father's failures or our mother's mistakes, 
Know this, you are a child of God. You are redeemed by him. You are called personally to be his own. And he is with you through the deepest waters and the fiercest flames. So hear the words of our Father and let us speak them over our souls and hold them close to our hearts each day. My child, you are precious to me. Do not ever doubt how much I love you. Beloved, you are valuable and I never want you to forget that I have great plans for you. Remember, I am with you always, so stay strong and claim courage. My sweet child, I am so proud to be your father, and I delight in your heart. Despite how this world may treat you, remember that nothing can separate you from my love. I cannot wait to have you home with me one day, but until then, hold tightly to my hand and walk with me daily. Always your father in heaven. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Reframed, the Power of Perspective podcast. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe and drop a comment. To access more content and to join my monthly email list for the latest updates and info, you can visit my website at carlymarcoulier.com. Reframed, the Power of Perspective is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed Carly's episode today, we would love it if you left the show a rating and review in your favorite podcast app. It really does help more people like you find the show. This podcast was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and Steven Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. To find more faith-filled, encouraging podcasts like this one, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.